The Secret World Chronicle, a podcast novel series created by Mercedes Martin, presenting Book 3, World War with Tesla, and now increasingly Yankee pride, on the occasions of her rule-bending. But then, when you hear that voice in your head saying, You will meet with me, Bella Dawn Parker. That voice that turned your brain to mush and your knees to tapioca, you tended to sweat. She'd heard it before. The first time had been when John Murdoch lay bleeding and dying at her feet, and the angel... Yes, it had to be an angel. What else could it be? Had told her, Save him. And she had, with the angel's significant power behind her. The second time had been in the middle of the night as she took her turn from Soviet in keeping an eye on him. He must be protected and join with these people. They can trust him. She hadn't seen the angel that time, just heard her. Her? It? No, definitely her. And there had been an unspoken implication that Johnny M. was important. This was the third time. Where? Bella thought. She was a touch telepath, not a broadcaster, but, hey, this was an angel, and... Above. On the roof. Okay, that made a twisted sort of sense. Those wings were bigger than her living room when spread. Bella locked her apartment door behind her, because Angel on the roof or no, she wasn't going to leave a door unlocked in this town, and looked for the staircase. It took her up to the roof all right, flat, like a lot of roofs in Atlanta, where they didn't have to worry about snow load. Some enterprising soul had, at one time, made a roof garden up here. It had been left to the mercies of Mother Nature, but... There were old-fashioned climbing roses and ancient pottery urns and cement-plat troughs that held a tangle of greenery and perennials. Vicky should come up here, she thought fleetingly. Yes, she should. Bella turned at a rush of warm cinnamon-sandalwood vanilla-scented wind to see the angel touching down lightly, one delicate foot stretching toward the surface of the roof. Those fiery wings, huge as they were, were not so much support as, and the idea of wings, the embodiment of flight. Ah, always analyzing. Well, yeah. Bella had to fight to keep standing, when every instinct screamed at her to drop to her knees and close her eyes. Maybe beg for forgiveness. Pardon. The angel did something. Turned down the awe factor or something. Whatever it was, Bella was able to draw breath again and managed to stand on her feet. She was beautiful in an alien way. She had a way of looking at you with those burning golden eyes that reminded Bella of a bird of prey, one that was sated and curious, not one eyeing you up for dinner. I come to ask you if you will aid me, and 
Learn from me. Of all of the things that might have been said, that one came as a complete surprise. Bella stared at her with her mind going blank. I will teach you the use of your new powers and how to protect yourself from them. There is peril in them for you. You know this. Your growing strength frightens you, and it should. I can show you what you must do to make your power serve you and not ruin you. You will serve as my hands, where and when I cannot act. What possible answer was there? The angel was right. Bella could literally feel herself getting stronger. She sensed emotions from much farther away. She was able to heal things and understand, see exactly what she was doing while she did it, that she never would have even tried back with LVFD. And from further away, she didn't have to actually touch now to heal and sometimes felt battered by the emotions around her. The touch telepathy was new, too. She needed help, and she wasn't going to get it from Echo or even the CCCP. Sylvie'd had her powers for a long time. They weren't exactly like Bella's, and there was the language barrier besides. Why me? Bella blurted finally. I mean, you should have picked someone like Einhorn. Hell, that's exactly who you should have picked. She's a believer, goes to church Wednesday nights and twice on Sunday, obeys all the rules. Which is precisely why I did not choose her. The voice in her head remained calm, but had taken on a shade of amusement. Belief is nothing. Mortals believe in many things that are wrong. Actions are what count. What one does and why one does it are infinitely more important than what one believes. Yes, but... Bella shook her head. Every time I turn around, I'm breaking another rule. I thought you... I, I thought it was all about obeying the rules for you. This time, there was a definite undertone of laughter to the voice. As I said, mortals believe in many things that are wrong. That is but one of them. The infinite does not condemn those who rebel. The infinite encourages rebellion. Rebellion gives birth to creativity. It was not through rebellion that the fallen fell. Now the voice took on the color of deep sadness, of mourning. No, it was through something else entirely. Hate and scorn for the mortal creations. The certainty that they were superior to anything mortal. Envy that the infinite seemed so interested in the mortal. Pride and the certainty that, at best, Mortals were so vastly inferior to the immortal as to be negligible. In this case, pride truly goeth before the fall. Bella was quiet for a while, 
Look, she said finally. If I agree, am I ever going to be able to help Vicky? Is that something I actually can fix? Perhaps. The angel tilted her head to the side and gazed past Bella's shoulder. There are many futures, many choices. I can only say, perhaps. She looked back into Bella's eyes. You understand. What is to come is not what will be, but one of many that might be. That is why I am here. That is why I need your help, yours, and others. There is much I cannot tell you. It is not permitted. What I can, I will. Bella swallowed hard. Finally, she answered slowly. All right, but... I still think you have the wrong girl for the job. Perhaps. I am not the infinite. I am finite. I cannot see all things. This is why I am here. The infinite will not act and does not even act through me. The infinite does not interfere with the doings of its creations. Mortals are its children, but children must be allowed to grow, and they cannot do that if there is too much interference. Therefore, the law of free will is the law above all else. The angel sighed. I too am a child, and limited. Therefore, I may aid. A little. A very little, for there are so many futures, and a single act can send them down so many splintered paths. Even for me, it is hard, hard to choose. Bella got a glimpse then of what maybe the angel saw every moment. A kaleidoscope image of future after future in a dizzying array that burst inside her head. She held on to sanity with teeth and nails until the image vanished. So you were sent, she said, her heart pounding in her chest and her breath short. I was asked to stay. Although, I think if I had not been asked, I would have stayed regardless. A very faint smile crossed the angel's lips. Then again, it was the infinite which encourages rebellion. Bella blinked, not sure how to respond to that. I am not very good at jokes. There is joy in the heart of all time, but not many jokes. Bella licked her lips. Not even the platypus? She ventured finally. The angel looked at her with that head tilt again. That was a joke. 
I think I may learn as much from you as you from me. It is good. Bella felt herself relaxing a little more. Yeah, she said. That was a joke. Not stellar, but a joke. So, where can we start? You've been listening to The Secret World Chronicle, a podcast novel series written by Anthony Sarkis.